Hi, and welcome to your Owen podcast, Quick and Handy Tips for Veterinarians on the Go. I'm Dr. Melanie Barham, Owen Coordinator. Welcome to a very special Swine Ontario Animal Health Network podcast series on influenza. We'll be joined by many guests offering expertise from around Canada and the U.S. Dr. Krista Arsenault, lead veterinarian from the Animal Health and Welfare Branch at the Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs, um, as well as ex-swine veterinarian and Owen Swine Network co-lead, will be my uh, co-interviewer for these guests. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website, www.owen.ca, to access the scholarly articles and links featured on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Zvonmir Poljak, for joining us today. Uh, so I have a couple questions for you, Zvonmir. Uh, we'll start off with, could you please review your background and experience as it pertains to your role as a professor and researcher at the Ontario Veterinary College? Hi, Krista. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Uh, so I'll start with just saying that I finished my DVM degree at the University of Zagreb in Croatia. And then after that, I did my MSc and PhD in epidemiology at the University of Guelph. Uh, since then, and uh, over the last 15 years, I've been involved in a number of different projects related to swine health. Uh, most of them are related to viral diseases, uh, PERS virus and influenza virus in particular. Uh, but I also have worked with uh, diseases such as PDD and uh, porcine circularis type 2 associated diseases. Wonderful. Uh, Very extensive background. Um, could you provide us just with a brief overview of research projects uh, that you either are conducting or have concluded uh, results on uh, that have been conducted at the Ontario Veterinary College regarding influenza virus? So i just uh, start by saying that uh, we started working on influenza virus a couple of years ago and uh, more intensely as we started collaborating uh, with, uh, with people that, are, that really understand the virus, so mostly virologists and, and statisticians to some extent as well. So we started uh, by looking at uh, some of the big scale, uh, big scale influenza surveillance in 2012. We're doing some full genome sequencing of a number of viruses that circulated then. And uh, one of the results uh, that we've seen uh, is that uh, we have a several, several groups of uh, H3N2 viruses, uh, uh, and they are quite different in several ways. Uh, so H3N2 virus was with us uh, since 2005, and it had uh, some time to, to change over this period of time. So these viruses are different even if you look at uh, the two external glycoproteins, so, such as hemagglutinin, uh, there's some variability among them. But I think equally important is that uh, when you look at the core of the virus, when you look at internal genes, then you can see that there is assembly of different genes that are coming uh, from viruses that uh, started circulating uh, uh, with us in 2000, 2009. So I think the, the big message there was that uh, we not only need to look at uh, which subtype uh, is circulating and just say, well, this is H3N2, we actually have to look at either partial genome sequencing or hemagglutinin gene, determine how different they are with respect to each other, and also, very importantly, how antigenic sites are different among, among, among these viruses. So, in recent times, uh, we also started focusing more on uh, within herd studies. So, rather than doing big-scale surveillance, we are really interested in what's going on in production systems, uh, that they have uh, specific ongoing issues with uh, with influenza control. And we learned a couple of really interesting things. One of them was that uh, pigs could actually be infected with uh, the same virus on multiple occasions. 
in nurseries, at least under conditions that we were studying. And as a matter of fact, anywhere between 10 and 40% of pigs could have infection in the nursery phase with exactly the same virus. Uh, what we also seen is that uh, the influenza situation in nursery barns could change very quickly. So uh, at one point in time you go and you, you think you have H3N2 and really you do have H3N2, then you implement some interventions, you sample a couple of uh, weeks or months later, and then what you've seen is that you have another subtype of the virus. So it's a very dynamic uh, situation. Finally, I think what we have learned by doing all these studies is that uh, we cannot only look at the infection control in one production phase. We actually have to go back into a cell herd. We have to establish a very good control measures for the infection in the cell herd. And then we can also use these infection control measures in cell herds in order to better control infection and clinical disease in the nursery. That's a great overview. Um, just one uh, question that I thought of when you were going over that, Zvon Mir, uh, why the focus on just nursery burns at this point in time? Can you clarify that? Well, you know, to, to, to be honest, it was uh, partially convenience because we are looking at uh, uh, diseases uh, or, or the clinical situations where uh, practitioners had some concerns and nurseries some, somehow emerged there. Uh, in terms of consistency. So we, we really wanted to focus on the nursery phase where the, uh, where the clinic, clinical infection, we knew that is going to be uh, happening with greater certainty. Uh, but I think there is some biological rationale for that as well. Uh, we sometimes have pigs that are coming from different sources. Uh, they could bring different level of maternal immunities. They are likely to lose this maternal immunity over a period of time. These pigs are mixed for the first time. It's not only influenza, this could be some other pathogens as well. So it's a, uh, you know, uh, they're crowded for the first time. So there are multiple biological explanations of why we, uh, we see certain issues in the, in the nursery phase. Like kindergarten. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thanks for that overview. Um, what about other uh, influenza research projects that might be occurring elsewhere uh, other than the Ontario Veterinary College? Are there any projects specifically that you would like to highlight? Well, I, I think there's a number of researchers uh, in Canada and, the, and, and also in the U.S. that are working with, uh, with the influenza virus. I would probably uh, mention Dr. Carl Gagnon's lab uh, at the University of Montreal, uh, Dr. Detmer's lab in, uh, at the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, also, Canadian Food Inspection Lab in Winnipeg uh, has uh, done some interesting studies uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, I should also note that AHL, uh, since the new... Uh, since the decision to start uh, sequencing is probably going to generate a fair bit of uh, uh, new data and that uh, this data could be used not only for diagnostic uh, and monitoring purposes, but also for research purposes. And uh, internationally, I would perhaps uh, highlight some of the Dr. Morel study uh, group from the University of uh, uh, Minnesota. Uh, so they are doing uh, a fair bit of work uh, with uh, different age groups and also with uh, Airborne transmission of influenza. Lots of uh, interesting research then going on throughout the world right now on influenza virus. Can you uh, give us your maybe top three reasons, Vonmir, why you feel in influenza surveillance is important? Well, I think I, if I didn't mention already, I think that Ontario is no different with respect to uh, dynamics of different strains that are emerging all the time. Uh, 
it's no different than other jurisdiction that has uh, relatively large uh, pig production. Uh, but so, so we have very dynamic uh, situation. There are a lot of different strains. But in order to really understand what's going on specifically to, in Ontario, we need to understand these dynamics very well. Because it's not enough to say, well, you know, we have a variety of different viruses and a variety of different genes. The real question is, which genes and which viruses? And I think that's important for uh, overall understanding of the entire situation in Ontario. But I think it's also important for the situation at the level of production systems. Uh, one of the basic questions that I have is, do we have uh, specific strains that are going to become well-established and are going to stay there with us? Are we going to have in the next couple of years uh, emergence of new strains uh, that are all the time? So I think that's, that's one of the big questions. That, that's one of the big questions for me. And uh, this could be extended then to a very practical level at the level of a production system, because if you have ongoing issues with influenza circulations in, well, let's say, nurseries so or at the level of the entire uh, growing finisher uh, production phase, the question is why do we have that? Do we have that because we have the same virus from the same subtype that is infecting these pigs uh, repeatedly? Do we have that because we have different strains of the same virus, for example, H3 and 2, but there is no cross-protection among them, and that's why we have different waves of influenza infection? Or do we have different strains from different subtypes, such as H3 and 2 and H1N1? They can produce pretty much the same uh, pattern of the outbreak, but the question is which control measures we should implement. So I think it's important that we do surveillance at a production system level at the general level, and also to somehow tailor the intervention strategies depending on what uh, the results are. Can you tell us, Monomir, how surveillance data can be used? Well, we, we are using that actually for a, a couple of different purposes. We, we, we are using Animal Health Laboratory uh, number of submissions per week or per month, and also number of positive cases for influenza. Uh, in swine to try to understand when we have unusual weeks, uh, what are the large-scale trends, do we have any type of seasonality, uh, and also what is the prediction for the next week uh, or for the next month or for the next couple of weeks or couple of months. So currently we are, we are trying to establish a mechanism where we, where we can get the data from Animal Laboratory uh, analyze these data, process the data, analyze the data, and, and have some responses within the next 15 minutes. And the intention is to have uh, this reporting mechanism uh, done for the uh, pretty much every week uh, or pretty much every month. Uh, influenza is only the starting place where we would like to start, but uh, definitely we are working toward a bigger system where we would actually have that for uh, different respiratory infections and maybe even for syndrome, syndrome data. Great, thank you very much. Well, that's all the questions that I had for you today as Vonmir, but I would like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to come and complete this podcast on behalf of the Olin uh, Swine Network. It's very important that uh, we have the research perspective on influenza virus, so thank you very much. Thank you, for Thank you very much to Krista and to Zvonimir for joining us today. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter, to, as well as our uh, website, owen.ca, to access the scholarly articles and links featured on the podcast.